Today's episode is brought to you by Stream by AlphaSense, an expert interview transcript library that integrates AI-generated call summaries and NLP search technology so their clients can quickly pinpoint the most critical insights. Start your free trial at www.streamrg.co backslash PMC. That's S-T-R-E-A-M-R-G.co slash PMC. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome to the Planet Microcap Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kraft. Thank you all so much for the support and for tuning in. Do me a quick favor. If you like what you hear at Planet Microcap, please take two seconds and give us five stars on Spotify or Apple. This helps with the search engines so that more folks can also discover and engage with all things microcap stocks. Registration is now open for our next event, the Planet Microcap Showcase, taking place in Las Vegas at the Horseshoe Hotel and Casino, formerly Bally's, on April 25 through 27, 2023. We just announced our initial presenting companies, and even since that initial list, we've added some more names, and I am beyond thrilled with the lineup that we have uh, that we've put out there so far. So definitely go and check that out on our website at www.planetmicrocapshowcase.com. We also announced our initial sponsors and speakers for the event. Um, we did an episode last week, or two, sorry, two weeks ago with Andrew Walker talking about how he's going to be moderating three uh, pitches uh, for his podcast. And also on our headliner, Maj Don from GeoInvesting uh, will be headlining the top tier track, which you're going to hear a little bit more about today. So for more information to register and attend, please visit www.planetmicrocapshowcase.com. See you in Vegas. Like I said, my guest on the show today is Maj Don, founder and CEO of GeoInvesting.com. In my opinion, Maj is a legend in microcap investing period. My nearly 10 plus years of getting to know Maj, his investing style, and how he evaluates companies, he's on the Mount Rushmore of microcap investors of the last 20 plus years. This is the reason I invite Maj to be a guest on my show, as well as headline any conference that we do. When he speaks, I listen. And if you have a chance to meet him and chat with him, you should. Maj will be hosting a top-tier track on day two of our upcoming conference, the Planet Microcap Showcase, like I said, happening on April 25 to 27, 2023. This has been an idea that we've chatted about uh, for years and finally making it happen. Basically, microcap management teams that fit Maj's top-tier criteria, which we describe in today's pod, will be giving 10 to 15-minute overviews of their businesses, followed by Q&A with Maj and the audience. I'm really excited about this part of our agenda and wanted to dedicate an episode of the podcast to, yes, okay, shamelessly plug our upcoming event in Vegas, not going to deny that, but also discuss what the idea is, Maj's top tier criteria, why this criteria is important to digest with the current state of the markets, and discuss a few names that will be participating. 
Maj and I always have a fun, lively conversation, and this should serve as a fun preview of what you can expect in Las Vegas if you choose to join us. Thank you again for tuning in to the Planet Microcap podcast. Please enjoy my conversation with Maj Swedan. Maj, good to see you, my friend. How you doing, man? I'm good, Bobby. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely, dude. It's been a minute since we had you on, and uh, we have a lot. We actually have a lot to discuss, dude. Not just uh, having to do with our conference, but I mean, uh, we're recording this on Friday, March 10th. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank news. I mean, this is this is a yeah. So I heard. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. So so. Um, but but first things first. You know, uh, we just announced our uh, for the Planet Microcap Showcase Vegas happening April twenty five through twenty seven at the Horseshoe Hotel and Casino. It's formerly Bally's. Um, we just announced uh, in the last couple weeks here initial speakers and sponsors, and then just this week initial companies. And I wanted to kind of give folks a better understanding of what you're going to be speaking about and doing at the conference. Um, just kind of general overview. Maj is going to be doing moderated presentations on his on this top tier track. Okay, that's going to be happening on Wednesday, April 26th, where companies are going to be doing like 10, 15 minutes of presentation and then Q&A both with Maj and the audience. And so I wanted to kind of dig in a little bit. So Maj, this was something that we always kind of talked about and we, you know, I'm, I'm stoked that we were able to kind of incorporate this idea into our Vegas event. So tell us what your thought process was when we were talking about it. And then maybe some of your criteria for the selection of the companies that we're having on this top tier track. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, thanks for watching today. Um, yeah. So uh, before I get into, well, I mean, I think when we, I don't know what year it was, Bobby, uh, that we decided to start um, being a little more interactive with management teams. Uh, in the conf- at your conference, and I think um, we, we experimented with it several years ago. And I, yeah, I think I asked you if I could just like interview some management um, right on, on a panel, kind of thing. maybe yeah. maybe a two or three on one panel. At that time, it wasn't really a top tier track. It was just I just figured I want to learn more about these companies. And at that time, I didn't. I, I forgot the symbols, but it wasn't necessarily favorite stocks. But I wanted to kind of go through the interview process because they were coming to your conference, and I wanted to figure out let's try it out. And then I, I guess it evolved into where eventually we said, well, you know, why, why don't I try and maybe bring a uh, talk about some pitches that I love, stocks I like, maybe my fi- my top four or five holdings, right? And I think we tried that. And I think I think the first time we did that, it was um, ran worldwide RWWI and OTC. So Maj, I, I think the first time we did the ran worldwide, I think that was on 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 the avoiding the crowd podcast. I think that was the first time we did some of the pitches, and then and then I think for the for for the conference, that was when we had you did the moderated Q and A last year with uh, with InTouch, and that was awesome. I I, I love that. I, I think that was the most well attended presentation in the whole event. You know, everybody had a good time. Like not just hearing from the company itself, but it, it there's a bit of interaction. You know, with somebody like you that knows the story a bit better, um, and and can ask some of the more targeted questions that folks want to hear. Right. Well, I will. Uh, yeah. So we might have done RWWI on a case study, I think, on avoid the crowd. But before that, we definitely, I definitely pitched it as one of the stocks that you're. It was. I I don't know if I think it did four stocks. It was oh, RWWI. Right. That's right. right. Yeah, you and did it, the you it, did the stock picks. That's that's right. My bad. You're right. I think you I think it manage. was was it, uh, it was RWI right. That was one RWI ran worldwide. I think yeah. was Altogen on there or not? Was ATGN on that one? I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, DHX, I, I do, DHX DHX was a, a staffing company, right? Um, and I just don't. Um, 
it slips my mind. Maybe you can, maybe we can find it later or something. Yeah. But um, that's going to drive me crazy now for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and uh, maybe it was only three. I can't remember because maybe I didn't have time to do to do four. Um, I mean, RW died pretty good, actually. That was that was good. DHX did good eventually, and Altogens kind of did good, then fell apart. <laughs> and we'll be talking about that today a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and then so then we I know you and I have been talking about that for a long time, and then we then we had uh, in touch. I just uh, at your Vegas conference, and I think it was the in person conference um, last year. Um, I uh, Cameron Watt, CEO, we, we had like a little fireside chat there. Um, so I guess we're expanding on this a little bit and trying to maybe make it more make it more of a formal kind of tract at your at your conference um, to kind of maybe you know help you know the way I look at it is um help some of the companies we that, that i might that i might think are you know more you know are further along on their revenue and you know and their and, and their profitable have probable operations meet some tier one criteria that we said at geo investing uh to maybe get a little bit of extra kind of you know extra look uh and maybe help attendees at least you know maybe see these companies because it's hard when you go to these conferences and they're like which ones you should look at and stuff and i, I like to do my best to try and at least Look at the ones that I'm like. I'm not saying they're all great picks at all, but that you know that have substantial revenue, they're at profitability or near profitability, have clean balance sheets, clean capital structure. So you know, and I don't want you to make it look like all we do at Geo is look for you know these top tier companies. You know, it's it's basically, of course, if you can find a, you know, we have a ten point criteria, anywhere from management to insider ownership to share structure, profitability, you know, balance sheet, cash, you know, income, anything you would think would be top tier kind of criteria. And obviously, if, if a company meets all of them, the criteria, and they're cheap, that's great to find that. But um, a lot of times, our opportunities we find are like when they're missing one or two of them, or just getting into some of them. You know, um, like the profitability, or if you're looking at a turnaround, um, um, where okay, we're not saying we're looking for always the best quality companies at the moment. We were looking because if you want to fool the market and get the best, you know, best opportunity, sometimes you got to buy them before they're great quality in terms of on paper, at least. So we're still trying to look at, you know, to find those that are maybe right around it. But it's great when you find one that's cheap and has all the criteria. Um, um, you know, it's hard to find, you know, in NanoCap land, you're going to find hair <laughs> all the time, so, often on these companies. Um, and um, so you can't avoid that all the time. So that's basically the impetus of this. I think, you know, what's, what's you know, in these stocks, most of my probably own shares in them that were going to be there. I guess you could call it talking the book track too, I guess, right? <laughs> So, you know, you know, that would be, actually, be actually a good idea. Talking my book, right? Talking, yeah, that, you know, yeah. that's what that's what we should call it. It's called talking the book. <laughs> yeah, so, talking so, the uh, newsletter. Uh, <laughs> uh, full full transparency, and uh, it doesn't mean they're all great buys now. Or, or it might be, but there might, you know. So this is really a situation where at least I, I did my best to go through the list of companies that were coming. That's my new, that's my momentum screener. Sorry. I'm surprised it went off today in a down day. Must have been a soul stock getting a high. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's going on there? No, and, but uh, yeah, no, and and really at the end of the day, what and and this is why you know, look, I've known you for, geez, like ten years now, eight years, something like that. You know, and like one thing I've always respected is your process and going in and looking at you know, because one reason we called the your podcast avoiding the crowd is because you really are finding these companies 
way mo- almost all the time way before everybody else you know sometimes you know some of these stocks are thinly traded some of them are just like completely off the radar and yet they're being overlooked for whatever reason despite yeah. maybe having some top tier qualities to them you know and secondly you know there's this idea of curation you know you come to our events and yeah it's sometimes hard to be like all right where should i go and you know what what room should i go and listen to this presentation whatnot and part of the reason i loved what we did last year is that we gave some folks like a little bit of something different and that's why i wanted to compound on that this year with mm-hmm. doing a bit more of these types of you know moderated q a's just just to give folks a better understanding like okay like you know i I've heard Maj on Planet Microcap every once in a while. You know, hey, I might be a, a, a subscriber to his newsletter. Let me let me hear maybe some of these ideas that he's been talking about, or maybe he's a shareholder in, and and learn a bit more about why maybe I should you know learn about this or dive a bit deeper. Right. Simply yeah, put. I, yeah, and, and, and I, look, I will tell you, like, it's just again, it's not a situation where. We're, I don't want this to people think we're bringing the best companies. I think, I, you know, I don't want the sure. be sitting here that I'm, I'm, you know, we're highlighting what we've got as top picks. We're just, again, this is companies that are, have revenue, substantial revenue maybe. Um, and, um, are, are, are profitable or getting there. But, but I, I think that, uh, especially like with the geo, we've, we've evolved over time at geo <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I, obviously we're always looking for great companies. And, and, but around, around that, you can have different periods of time where sometimes more speculative companies might work and might be fun buying them. And as in the environment that we've been heading to here in the last couple of years, um, we've decided to really go away from the spe- speculative, less speculative and more of these really solid, you know, GARP or growth plus value type of plays that are, are substantial companies you know, that, ha- that, that you can value on earnings, not just revenue and, or, or, or their, or their, um, you know, prospects. And, um, and it might seem obvious to most like why, but you know, for those that may not have made that connection, you know, why, why this criteria right now, especially with where we're at in 2023 on March 10th, 2023 with all the news and everything. <laughs> well, so- I guess the, the first reason is because, you know, Buying whatever you want doesn't work anymore. You know, buying sexy or buying, you know, Peter Lynch. I bought this at the store. I'm going to go buy the stock now. That's not working. Like it doesn't work anymore. And I think a lot of people. Wait, you're telling you know, me got, picking the the uh, what is it? The Scrabble tiles out of the thing, and then that that's the stock. You pick. That's not going to work anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, da- oh, damn. The, the, throw, the, the monkey throwing dart thing might still work though. He's probably he's kicking ass probably. <laughs> um, but, but uh, it's uh, not. And it, look. It, I gotta tell you though, I mean, it was, I mean, I got caught up in this, that this euphoria in the last 15 years and only because I found it very hard to have a broad portfolio of these really deep value or GARP kind of stocks. They weren't really working well in terms of uh, getting the valuations that we wanted to get to a fair value. Nobody wanted them. They were all buying Teslas and biotechs, pumping dumps and it didn't matter. I mean, rates were low, liquidity was easy money was there and Companies could raise whatever money they wanted to raise and tell great sexy stories. I mean, every investor's bought the stories. And and those, you know, billion dollar markets and 
you know, we're going to, we're going to take over the world and we're going to get, you know, we, we have 0% market share now, but if we just get 1% of billion dollar market, we're going to be this big. So that was kind of going on for a long time. And the more conservative companies that were just traditional growth, you know, the value stocks weren't, didn't really appeal. And there's always so much money to go around and you have crypto going around, taking money away from the nano cap space and, and very speculative. So, and, um, but now that's everything has changed. Right. And, um, uh, the, the money isn't easy. The rates are high and the market is going to start punishing these stocks that are not going to be able to raise money or, or make money to, to, to function. So the money is, is going to eventually, well, it is, is actually going to these traditional kind of garb kind of companies, um, especially in the smaller cap arena, we're seeing it and you're tracking it a lot. And um, it might not be as consistent flow as you want, but you're starting to see this trend there. And it feels good. Like the last, like my first 20 years of investing was all about that. Just buying these garbage type stocks. And it was working like, worked like a charm. The last 15 years where it wasn't working as well on a broad basis, I think was not the norm. And I, I, can't, I can't believe it took this long to swing back to, you know, to the, the pendulum to come back to norm, right? But I think that's where we're in. I think the next bull market is going to be this, this wonderful kind of bull market in these smaller cap, nano cap kind of value type names. I don't know if it'll be as um, robust. Um, so what, what we saw in 2021, I'm sorry, 2020, um, when we saw this great money coming in, the, and, and everything was going up. Even you know, so it was great for my you know my value stocks; they would go up. But imagine that for 20 years. I mean, that's 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 how I, what it was like when people were buying those kind of stocks on on a, just a, on, a, on a constant basis. That's what we all craved. Um, I don't know if we're going to get back to that type because there's so many, there's so many different, different environment now, just not just just for the market. You know, it's harder to buy OTC stocks, brokerage firms don't like to do it as much. So we're not going to, I think, get into that kind of fringe like we, you know, I did in our first 20 years, but there's gonna be a lot of opportunity and a lot of money still coming into those kind of companies. And what's funny is I launched a, a new product recently and I haven't really marketed it yet. It's, um, it's called the active portfolio. Um, under one of my companies called MS Microcaps. And it's three things. It's basically my cliff notes. So they're really short notes. And this basically takes me back to how I used to do it when I was a kid. I would basically have like a one one day a week on a Sunday, I'd have like a skull session. I had a, a friend at that time, we were doing it together. We would go into office, spend five, six, seven hours on a Sunday and just go through all these, you know, all this, all this information and research and write down cliff notes. And then, you know, we had a binder and a spread and a, we draw lines and have columns and notes, and and uh, took me back. And I said, you know what? Why not go back to that and, um, and see how that looks? So Geo is very. I you mean, know, we do a lot of work on Geo. Real long reports. You know, we have the fireside chats every day. There's an email going out to members, and we have a weekly email. But I wanted to dial back a little bit and say, you know, let me just go back to this really quick cliff notes. Like going into press releases and dissecting things really quick, right? And um, using this tier one. Tier, top tier criteria that we use of 10 points to really kind of um, 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 find these companies. And the, the, we're trying to, so I'm trying to find these tier one companies that are, types, are some type of inflection of growth. So I am trying to find timely companies in the media of a growth cycle that are in that tier one mix, you know, or maybe going through restructurings to get there. We're doing a lot of chapter 11 exits, for example. So, um, and and it's, so it's that, it's also an active portfolio of uh, where we just, we just, we have a, a mock mock portfolio of one hundred thousand dollars, and um, 
up to up to anywhere from like five to 15 stocks are in there kind of going in and out. And we launched that about a year ago. And then I'm building some tools around around this thing, which we're about to launch soon. But the cool thing about this whole thing was the cliff notes. We have about 55 cliff notes on there now. And what it basically is, is cliff notes, um, the price we um, found that we, we, we publish a cliff note, um, the tasks that we need to basically uh, perform to verify some of the things we found, and then some management commentary from the from either press releases or conference call transcripts and links to everything. So it's very quick. And as, and the returns are pretty amazing. So we, we launched the body a little over a year ago. And um, if you're just thinking of a, a passive approach, like buying every stock uh, equally weighted in, in the thing, the higher return was, I think, like almost 40%. And then the current return is about, I think, 17% now because everything's come down. But that's still pretty good when you think about um, that's from doing nothing. That's not even that's not even like taking the what we think are the best stocks out of there, right? Um, and I thought that was and then they're all nano caps and, uh, and micro caps. Really, I would think they're probably all nano caps. Um, but you'd be amazed at what these and, and as part of this whole tier one structure that we look at, right? We've combined it with this what we call big cap micro caps, <laughs> and these are companies that are on their way maybe to big cap revenue trading at nano cap value nano cap kind of um valuations right so you know you, you find you can find companies with trading 50 million 100 million well over you know, maybe maybe even half a half a billion revenue tra um trading as nano caps and we think that's a lot where the money is going to go to too because i think investors are going to want to be a more quality type of proven companies a little bit so that's where all of that really centers around and a lot of that's coming from Canada too. We're finding some great candidate. I think I gave you a Canada symbol to take a look at for your conference. Yeah. Well, no, I saw you just put out that newsletter. I was like, wow, it's about time Mosh put this out because <laughs> you all, I, every time, like when we talk about Canadian stocks, like, oh, it's a U.S. symbol. And then, but uh, that was, that was super interesting to to see you publicly put that out there. That was, uh, that, that was good. Yeah. I think I got to tell you, they've been some of the best performing stocks for us. You know, I mean, Paul Andrula is all over that, right? Yeah, and um, uh, small cap discoveries, but um, One of the you know, best. it was Reitman's was a Chapter Eleven exit. Um, yep. There was Hammond, Hammond, which is a huge company, biggest retailer. And you know, I what think was that HPS, HPS dot dash A. The, the, there was then there's a, a Hammond Power, which is H M D P F, I think, and that went from like oh, thirteen bucks, twenty five bucks in a matter of you know, not 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 too long. And that's and this is these are legitimate companies, you know, with hundreds of million in revenue potentially. Shareholder. And I am a shareholder in Hammond. Okay. Very small and not big enough, unfortunately, because all my all my <laughs> all my small holders are going up, and my my grant and my big ones are all going down. <laughs> so I was telling you earlier, I got stuck in this kind of transition. So not to get off topic a little bit, but um, yeah, I had I had um a good you know a good mix of growth and value. Garpy talks about some speculative stuff. And some of the speculative stuff maybe was they were growing in revenue and had great growth stories, maybe, but maybe they weren't there in earnings yet. And, uh, um, or maybe if they had weren't earnings, maybe they were selling high PEs. And I got stuck in some of those. So now I'm in this, this, this kind of battle zone where I've held on to a lot of these companies. And I'm at this decision do I just, you know, get rid of those and move on to where, because when I saw this cliff note kind of returns, I'm sitting here waiting for these other ones to come back because emotionally I don't want to lose, right? You don't want to admit you're lost. And a lot of them are still up from where I bought them, but they're still well down from their highs. And you battle, and I and I'm, I'm going, I'm just going back into my career, thinking when I was younger, I didn't care. I would just sell it, move on, and it felt so good. 
right? So I got to get, I'm rediscovering that lesson in life that helped me be successful earlier when I was investing. I just didn't care. Um, And um, so, you know, but it's hard to see a stock go from like 20 cents to $6. Now it's back to, you know, if it's back to 70, 80 cents, you know, it's it's still tough psychologically to take, right? Um, And then you go into that whole mindset. If you sell that and you buy another one and it goes down, what happens then? And you get this whole, this whole mess. But um, yeah, this, so that's, so, so this tier one uh, track that we're looking at here is kind of a combination of this, these 10 criteria we're looking at, either the companies that meet them or get, getting closer to meeting them combined with this big cap micro theme where they have substantial revenue. Um, and when I say substantial, I used to kind of define the big cap micro theme as those stocks that were maybe over 500 million, but I thought that was too restrictive. So I'm bringing down, I brought, we brought down like the 50 million or so just to be at least um, at that level. Um, in terms of profitability, that's a tough criteria. So we like, always like them to be profitable, but sometimes the best opportunities are right before they're profitable, especially right now in this market, because people want profitability, they might be ignoring these companies. So if we can figure out they're going to become profitable. Um, so I, we're going to have a few of those companies that are at, the tr- at this conference. They're not quite there yet, but they're real close to it. And we need to figure out through these interviews if they can get there. You know, by the way, you know, going back to the analogy that we always use when it comes to microcaps, how like, uh, you know, all of them have hair, you know, I maybe this is a bad joke, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, this might be the one area where like being a little bald is actually a, a good thing, you know, just less hair. Uh, that was terrible. I'm, I might, well, that was <laughs> absolutely terrible. I should have said that for when like we had a couple drinks, then you would think that's hilarious, but <laughs> let, let's transition into some of the names that are going to be on this top, on this top tier track. All right. So, um, I think we mentioned, you already mentioned uh, Altigen, ATGN. So they're coming back. And then we also, I believe, uh, have confirmed Heritage Global, LFTD Partners, as well as InTouch Insight is going to be coming back and being on there as well. So, you know, speaking to just these four specifically, you know, what about these four that you thought might make a lot of sense to have on here? And even before we get into that, just disclose whether you're currently a shareholder in any one of these four. Yeah, I'm a shareholder in all four of those: Altigen, ATGN, HGBL, Heritage Global, Lifted, LIFD, and InTouch, INX.V. But I, I own the I own the OTC symbol INXSF. I think I've been a shareholder in ATGN since 2000, February of 14, maybe. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> INXV maybe October, November of 19, right before COVID, of course. And, and I'll tell you, we'll get to that in a second. Why it's why it's critical. Lifted is new a new one for me, um, and then HGBL is a relatively new one. I would say last two maybe 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 two years now. I've had a little bit of it. Can't remember. Um, but you know, and so yeah. And what's interesting was, and I thought that you know it's a broad mix here of stocks, right? And there's going to be some hair on some of them, um, and maybe not on others. But we'll we'll talk about those. But when you look at ATGNs, what's my is I and that's when I think I pitched at one of your conferences too. I think I bought it originally, maybe around twenty five cents or so. This is one of those situations. I went on the round trip, twenty five you know cents. Um, and we know it's been on Geo since then also as a as a, in one of our model portfolios. I think it, it goes to almost three dollars, and now we're back to what fifty one cents. Um, and even though they're growing some revenue right now, and we'll get into at the conference what's what's going on, why I think it fell, but why I still think it's really an interesting opportunity right now to take a look at the company. Um, you have buyer, you know, you, you, the situation where they were maybe a little late or they're still on their 
getting their new product rollout, their software product. They're, UK, they, they're a, communi- a cloud communication software provider where they have a, a new a new a platform they've been trying to get out and there's been delays getting it out. And, and that combined with being right around profitability and not quite there yet. And what, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. It just not the great, it wasn't the greatest stock for this environment, maybe. Um, but so we're just going to try and find out from Jerry, uh, you know, Fleming, the CEO, how close they are to breaking out uh, into um, to growth um, driven by this new platform. And um, we don't, I don't know when at this point, it, it, I'm done saying it's going to happen next quarter. We don't still know. We, 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 what I think I do know, or we do know is that when it does happen, it could be big. Um, because of their relationship with Pfizer and 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 their and their focus also on Microsoft Teams, and um, and we we still think they can sell the company at the worst case scenario at a higher price, a much higher price than they're at now at the worst case. So, um, so we'll learn more about that at the conference. Um, HGBL Heritage Global is an interesting one. Um, it's it's not a big position of mine, yeah, not, not yet, but um, you know, this company does a. Uh, uh, asset liquidation type of a business. Uh, and um, they also have a platform uh, for uh, companies that have um, lenders that want to basically lay off their layoff bad, maybe some bad debt or risky debt on a platform. So, you know, um, consumer credit kind of charge off type of platform where it's uh, a marketplace there, I guess, for people who want to buy that stuff. So um you can imagine I, the reason I wanted—I thought this would be interesting right now—is because uh, we, um, if we're if we're going into a tougher economy, both those um, pieces of business should do well. You should have more liquidations, um, uh, more uh, asset liquidation opportunities as either firms maybe go into Chapter Eleven, or or companies want to downsize and sell some of their divisions, so HGBL can go in there and buy these and then and, and auction them off, you know, and sell them. Um, and then, of course, as People, as people start de- getting de- maybe getting closer to defaulting on their debts and stuff, and or maybe they're um, they become riskier type of um, uh, um, uh, borrowers. So the lenders might want to offload some of that debt on this on the platform. So that, that's really so we we know we created at Geo recently a two portfolio model portfolios, one called the uh, recession proof portfolio and one called the recession resistant portfolio. You know, the recession proof are those companies that think are real that can withstand and maybe even do better during a recession. The resistant one is are those that maybe can withstand the recession. Maybe they don't do great as uh, grow, but they can they can survive through it pretty pretty nicely. And I think we put HGBL on the recession proof one recently. So I thought it'd be a pretty cool company to bring because it kind of ties into this. You know, um, they might even be stronger, uh, uh, stronger get stronger during an economy. And they had they had a bad economy. They had some earnings today, um, today which really yesterday. Good. Yeah, I think they came out yesterday. Was, was yesterday yeah. after the close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After the close, the conference call was lights out. A lot of information arbitrage in the conference call. Um, stocks barely up today because of you know, the market sucks, but we, we, we think that should go higher um, in the short term at least. Um, you know, the, the tough thing with that one is how do you value it? Because they have this situation where, I mean, the pl- the platform. I like the platform. It's a lot, probably a lot more. Um, uh, sexier to value, and it's probably more constant, re- constant, and predictable revenue stream and earnings stream. The asset liquidation business is a little tougher. It can be lumpy, and how how do you value that type of business? And um, so that's where the tricky part of this goes. We'll talk about that at the conference too. Like, does this, this get a should this get a valuation based on its software platform, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's um its marketplace platform, 
and and what kind of valuation should we put in the asset liquidation platform, right? And um, you know, I think if if we can say that this environment is going to they're going to be in a great environment for the next three four years, maybe you could place high valuations in both part of the business if they're both going to be continually doing well and growing and not and not be as lumpy as you might expect in the asset liquidation business. And then we got well lifted. Which is LIFD. Um, this, you know, well, if you want hair, <laughs> so I swear I would never buy another marijuana stock or or a cannabis related cannabis related company. Cannabis adjacent. Cannabis adjacent. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Hemp derived products, psychedelics. Um, I do think they want to get what they want to do ex expand outside that. And this, this, I mean, that's, I'm still digging my feet into this company, trying to figure it out. I mean, the CEO has some experience with our success stories with our companies in the past. It's got a really low PE of maybe five or six or so because you can imagine it's on the OTC, by the way. Um, as is APGN, HTBL, I think it listed um, on the NASDAQ. So you have a situation there where that's correct. who's going to, and, and, and it's, and it's going to, it's going to get a low PE because of the environment. And, and there, there's not, there was a time that you would have got a high valuation being a, a, you know, in this industry, but it's tougher right now. Um, and, but their strength is they have a really, a really strong distribution network. And they, and so if they want to create new brands or acquire brands, they can shove them right in there. I think they're on track to do maybe 80, 90 million in revenue. Well, they were before they had a, a issue in the Q3 that's resolved. They had a product recall. And some supply chain issues, but I think on a normal kind of run rate, they're probably going to be over 100 million in revenue. Yeah, so we want to dig into that and try to figure out it, it, with with the kind of optics. By the way, a great capital structure, not a lot of outstanding shares, uh, clean balance sheet, which is unusual in this space, right? Um, I mean, 100 million run really, rate on 100 million run rate on hemp derived consumables and psychoactive yeah, consumables. Like, yeah, their mark their market cap. Let me let me see if I can pull it up disclosure, here. Disclosure, I'm not a show. <laughs> uh for may they have 53 million market cap yeah right now. And, and it's not a it's not a by the way it's not also not a big position for me yet. Um it's very illiquid and but it, we'll we'll see how things go. I, I know they want to make some acquisitions. So we're gonna learn about that and trying to figure out if do we think um that this can will this PE expand? Will the value or will we just stick it at five, six PE because of their end? But even if it stays at a five PE and they and they double triple triple earnings, the, the, the stock should still follow suit. But what I'm wondering is if can we if the if the market does get favorable again for that for that sector, or can it can it trade away from that sector kind of you know stigma, and can we see a re-rate in the P to a fifteen or twenty PE? That'd be interesting. Um, and hopefully during our interview with them, or our, our, our presentation with them, we'll, we'll try and dig into that a little bit. And then finally, there's in touch uh, insight with Cameron Watt, CEO there, and um, I've known him, talked to him a lot, and a lot of fireside chats. Did it with you, presentation with you uh, at your at your event. You've done some interviews with him, Bobby. And um, this is a customer experience co um, company. They um, they send people on the ground, you know, to 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 um, mystery shoppers, to to retail operations. Um, they do audits on on, on on company locations, make sure inventory is correct, pricing is correct, branding is right. The salespeople are doing what they got to do, making sure regulations are being followed. All these things. So um, that's the kind of on the ground, uh, the labor intensive part of the business. But they've combined it with a software piece of the business, which which the CEO kind of. Um, Develop, helped uh, developed and made, made it as a core uh, objective of the company to have that when he when he came on board several years ago. 
Um, so, um, you know, we want to basically, and the stock's been doing, we've been growing nicely. They're doing about four and a half, maybe million, a million in revenue a quarter, maybe close to five in some quarters. Um, actually, I think they're closer to five now. Um, they just turned profitable for the, you know, they were, they were sitting at break even for, for a while when I found them in 19. And, and the last two quarters have been profitable. Uh, but the stock is getting no respect. And, and look, the part of it might be because a lot of their clientele are, are in the retail side, retail, big box retail and, uh, and hospitality. And if you're going into a recession, are they going to cut back on those expenses? So that's where I, I think part of our, you know, there's some info warp in their, in, in their, um, Cedar, the Cedar. I don't know how you pronounce it. Cedar filings. SEC. You, all the Canadians out there see, laughing at you. They, they say they say that, that stupid SEC guy. What's he know? <laughs> don't, don't, don't look at our filings. But there's some info in there where he talks about. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna ask Paul. I'll be like Paul. Maj, yeah. this, dumb, this dumbass said Cedar. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> but uh, uh, the little capture bullshit. American man. <laughs> but uh, the um. <laughs> There's some verbiage in the filing where it's where, you talk, where they talk about them not seeing that as a problem right now, and then they were talking about it in previous filings, like they were just watching it closely, um, but but they weren't seeing it as a, as a head as a headwind. But who knows? I mean, things can change fast. And what we want we want to hear it from Cameron. We want to talk to him about his feeling about a recession. And there's actually um, arguments you can make that will be good for the company in a recession because company needs they need more they need to know, uh, know their customers even more during a recession and make sure they're running a tighter ship um but there's also arguments that some of these companies might cut back on those expenses who knows I don't, but we like to maybe dig in that a little bit but it's selling at a i think an ev to sales of well i mean maybe 0.6 or so point and uh just as where there's a big software presence in the company so if if as a software piece of the business grows to become bigger and bigger, uh, which is, has the higher gross margin and will drive profitability, we think that over time, you know, valuation can expand. But um, you know, it's a little maybe difficult for investors to. Again, you got two pieces of the company: you got the sexy business, which is the software, and then and you got the less sexy, which is the you know the labor kind of intensive business. Right. So, all right. So that was a good, that was a good flavor of some four names that are going to be on this top tier track during the event. There's a few more names that we're going to be announcing as we get closer, but we thought, you know, for, for our intents and purposes here today, I think that's a nice overview of a few of the names and kind of a flavor of what to expect as an attendee, which, uh, you know, quick break, you should go register. It's complimentary uh, to attend as an investor. And one, and one of those three companies is also on our, re- our recession Proof or resident portfolio. It's also one. It should benefit from a recession. Yeah. Which so, one? Uh, H- HGBL, I would assume. Well, HGBL is one of the ones we haven't mentioned yet, which which were, I guess, the teaser <laughs> um, is also uh, on that portfolio, also. Cool. By the way, it's, and, and, it's, and it's software, which is nice. Nice. By the way, I want to make sure uh, to, so that, and you know this too, but every, all subscribers to geoinvesting.com. It's complimentary to attend Planet Microcap Showcase. If you'd like to make a trip out there, we'd love to have you there and welcome you. We know the custards will be there for sure. They're always there. We love we love them. So shout out to the custards. Uh, hopefully they see this. But, um, you know, quick transition. I want to close this out here today because, you know, we've been talking, uh, you know, to already kind of dig deeper in microcaps and everything like that. But I wanted to kind of, in microcaps in general right now, um, we're kind of towards the tail end of reporting full year 2022, Q4 2022 earnings. You know, what, what's been your general take 
on microcap performance overall, you know, based on last year, full year earnings, Q4, and kind of some of the rumblings that you're already hearing about Q1? Yeah, man, you know, I know. I just, I just, I'm so, never been my, my forte predicting these kind of things. I mean, I just, I'm not predicting it as it goes, but I, I I just, I just, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, you you have some of these stocks that go up really nicely and then you, you're, you're still seeing this volatile market where you see stocks losing their gains really quick. So it's it's challenging to hold on to some of these names. Um, and you think you're safe, and all of a sudden they're down thirty percent for no reason after being up fifty percent over maybe six months. So that's the environment you're still seeing. And it's not across the board, but if you have a broad portfolio, you're going to have some of that stuff happen. Um, and I still think that you know that that transition we talked about to kind of this traditional kind of value or GARP kind of investing is is going on right now. I do think that this is that. Um, we're we still have to see a lot of these stocks from 2020 and 21 that are still sitting here at, at valuations that don't deserve to be. But, um, that, that, uh, but given that the amount of money they're losing, that has to go away. There's still so many of those companies, oh, oh, well over a thousand. I think that I did a, a um, screen where there's, I think it was well, maybe 1200 companies or 1300 companies trading over a dollar, losing $20 million a quarter. Um, and some of them are trading, you know, you know, you know, much higher prices with crazy market caps. And they're, and I'm shorting some of them. I don't really talk about them, you know, anymore, Geo, but, um, and it's working out. But I think you know, until that kind of plays out a little more, we're still in this kind of tough environment where there's going to be a lot of people still losing a lot of money in these companies. And until that cycles out, we still might have this volatility. And um, you're, um, I, I'm doing. I did. A, I think like if the average of companies selling over uh, selling over a dollar, losing twenty million a quarter is at a. I think at a at a pretty on the higher end of the history. And so I want to see that come down. But there's a lot of opportunities to short those stocks too. I'm, I'm not going to mention them, but um, I think they're still. People who are believing in these companies that are still all they're all going to go to zero, <laughs> and I think I'm wondering how that's going to play out, and from a psychology point of view, you know. But overall, I just think stock picking still works um, more now than ever. Hopefully, that that, that um, you know, I think the micro that that portfolio I uh, from MS Microcaps from the Cliff Notes is proving that if you can find great companies to, with, with traditional type of of research and traditional value you just you know have sales growing earnings going through some kind of change inflection points and it works um and, and that's always going to work i think um i think that maybe an extra focus on trying to find stocks in these recession proof or resistant type of areas is pretty interesting um but you know it's hard to it's hard in a down tape to to uh to have a broad portfolio do you know do every do, do fantastic all the time right but 100 yeah, but I'm st- I'm still optimistic long term, and um, I think that you know I don't day to day volatility. What are you gonna do about it, right? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. All right, dude. I think we're pretty much there, man. I mean, uh, you know, where firstly, where folks, can, where can folks go and find more information on on geoinvesting.com and follow you on social media? Yeah, so um, you can come to geoinvesting.com and you know and uh, fill out one of our opt in forms. You can email us directly at my, um, at the support at geoinvesting.com. You can email me directly at maj at geoinvesting.com. 
We have a tw- uh, the Twitter is at Geo Investing, and my personal Twitter is at Maj Geo Investing. It's M A J Geo Investing, and uh, we're always um, we'll look, always looking for new stock pickers and those that, that, that value you know, picking stocks on you know traditional old school value you know uh, earnings sales and earnings and PE ratios, <laughs> not just a not just the EBITDA number or or a sexy story. That's right. Well, look. And everyone listening in, come join us in Vegas. We, you know, listen, down markets, up markets. And, you know, when you come to Vegas, it's a great opportunity to really, especially in microcaps, you need to meet management. And this is a great opportunity to finally hear what they have to say, how they present. And maybe they can answer a few questions that you might have. So be sure to join us. Go to planetmicrocapshowcase.com to register. Like I said, all Jew investing members, it's complimentary to attend. You know, come see Maj uh, do his thing. He really does a great job in doing these fireside chats. I, I watch them all. Um, he really knows the stories inside and out and ask the questions that you really should be asking and getting the information that you want to know. So, uh, you know, I, I've always looked at him as a mentor and, you know, hearing how he asks these questions. And, you know, I, I sometimes use some of those questions when I do interviews with companies. So hmm. don't don't miss out on that. I know he's giving me <laughs> so much shit. Uh, but, ser- but seriously, everyone, come come check out. Come come see Maj do his thing. Uh, speak with management team a whole bit. We'd love to see and host you. So with that, Maj, thanks again for, uh, uh, you know, kindly volunteering uh, to do the uh, top tier track in Vegas. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all there. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. And for full disclosure, Maj Don is still a shareholder of RWWI and is not a shareholder of DHX. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network, SNN Inc., and the Planet Microcap Podcast and the representatives are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast podcast.